Hello and welcome to Patched. I'm your host, Paul James. I'm joined by Meadow Phillips. How's things, mate? I swear, every time we do this, it rains. Yeah. Um, it rained last week. It's rained all day today. But it's summer. Go figure. It's, yeah. It's I, was chatting to, I was chatting to Betson today, who was in Sydney, because he had a work Christmas party the night before. It's 41 degrees in Sydney today. Really? It's half of that here. 41? And it's only a, it's, like, it's an hour and a half plane trip away. It's like... 14 here today it's 41 in sydney yeah yeah it was insane he left That's at the time sick. at the time he left it was 36 and he returned to melbourne it was 18 it was literally half, half the temperature so anyway go figure uh summer um Welcome we're gonna to get melbourne. our ass kicked soon enough i mean we've got a few 30s coming up but that's about it anyway um the game awards we had the episode last week where we kind of discussed what we well some of our predictions some of which were weren't too Most bad in retrospect got right yeah we got it right almost um, I just I was slightly confused. I thought that's not right. We got not, things right. That's not how things. Yeah. That's then again, it was, it was a bit of a bit of a trend across the predictions for the game awards, I guess. Because did you see the uh, the Greg Miller stuff? Yes, the thing he said like years ago. I did it. No, 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 it was only the, it was only this was week because I actually listened to the podcast as well. So like he, you know, they did their predictions showcase for the game awards, and he to the letter outline exactly what was going to happen with with od or overdose as, as te- technically kind of known um with the jordan peele presence and the fact that it's a horror oh, James yes, gonna, yes, all, yes. all that sort of stuff like beat by beat and then like the way they've spliced that with them what happened and then the the fact that they had um tim and andy doing live reactions at the same time and the way they reacted then like genius from I, I get i have to assume that jeff keely had like seen their predictions thing he's gone holy shit we need to have the cameras ready to hit greg afterwards because then as it ha- as jordan peele, peele gets re- revealed the camera like swings over to um to greg miller who's just you know he's just clapping like you know anyone else in the crowd but like if you knew you knew it was it was huge so anyway um we're, we're basically like what i'm trying to get out of here is that we have as much insight and insider knowledge as greg miller does patch that's the one place you need to be all right um the game awards have been run and won though uh, and we're gonna go through five of our like each five of our uh, favorite games that were, were shown off we can kind of touch on what we th- feel about the awards side of things and whatnot as well we might just kind of get to that later on but for now considering that half the showcase was dedicated to uh to game trailers and ads as has been oh. broken down by a few people in the oh, in the hours since um we oh, might man. dedicate more than half of our time to to that as well. So, Matto, uh, we've we've got them sorted from five to five to one. What was uh, the game? That, I guess the fifth, you know, the game that fifth most major excited. I don't know, whatever. You know, fifth most anticipated game yeah. off the back. I think of the there was a lot. I think out of the fifth ones, there were a lot of. There was a big lot, list of. You could throw games a blanket over here. Number five, five. But I went with Rise of the Ronin. Oh, as yeah. My number five. I know it is by Team Ninja, and I know Team Ninja make games that are somewhat difficult. Neo. So, Neo. So I'm hoping if it's something more like the Star Wars Jedi style of difficulty, not Dark Souls side of difficulty, then sure, I'll play it. It's also coming out next in March. Yeah, March 22. Uh, I think it was a January demo or something too. I thought, oh, they've really got... I'll double check. Or that. Could it, that might not have been it. That might have been another game. I'm pretty sure there was another game that said there was a demo coming out. Well, pri- yeah, Prince of Persia has one in January that's literally a week before the game comes out. Oh, that could be Prince of um, Persia then. I think. Maybe I, feel like, I feel like Rise of the Ronin had a demo at one point. I missed like it. Months ago, but I, I don't know. It might have been Prince of Persia again. Prince of Persia definitely, definitely has one in January. I saw the demo, I thought, ooh, I'll give that a go. Which on that Prince of Persia one, that's that's weird. Like, put the demo out in December and give people like a month to get excited for it, rather than a week before the game comes out. The demo comes out, reviews will probably come out a couple of days later, and then the game's suddenly there. It's a weird one. It's also weird too if it's coming out a week before and something goes incredibly wrong. You got no time. You're in trouble. You're screwed at that point. No one wants your free outfit. Yeah. For pre-order, don't want it. Not convincing me, Ubisoft. No. But uh, yeah, rise of the Ronin though. What was a I big mean, hammer or a 19 inch statue? Not interested, don't not, care. 19 inches of prince in you. Oh, <laughs> oh, said, ooh. Or, his, or his blade, even. Uh, anyway, um, we'll move on from those sorts of jokes. Uh, what is it about Rise of the Ronin that's really, I mean, 
I it's gonna, it's gonna some, be difficult. So I think for some reason I'm just a big fan of the samurai era. I don't know why. I just am. I, I think since Ghost of Tsushima came out, I was like, I like playing with samurai swords. <laughs> yeah, I was trying to really nice word safe. that not nice safe. really weird. Considering everything we just said, nice safe. Yes. Um, yeah. Look, horses I... and samurai swords. Your difficulty with things is interesting because they they've done Neo and that's obviously hard as shit. Um, they even going back, they did uh, Ninja, Gaiden. Uh, Ninja Gaiden, like the the re the rebooted ones, and they're hard as well. But they did also semi recent. I guess it's technically kind of the the worst of probably their games. But uh, they did Stranger of Paradise, the Final Fantasy Origins thing, which was another Souls Soulsborne game, but set in the Final Fantasy kind of universe. But that did have difficulty modes in it, and I've, I'm sure Square Enix probably mandated that. But at the same time, they would have been able to learn a fair bit from it. Hopefully, um, and maybe you know we'll try and bring that sort of model across to Rise of the Ronin, which will make it more accessible for. Well, you're you know kind of indicating that maybe you wouldn't object if it was there, like a Star Wars Jedi Survivor. I would, I would probably play the game if it, if it has that, like a like a Jedi Survivor or like a Stranger Paradise. So, for me, it doesn't make the list because it doesn't appear that it does. But uh, that's if, all right. There's only like about thirty games to pick from anyway. Yeah, it was it was long. I was almost had need to have a nap. Play oh. through all the trailers. I thought, oh my god, so many. If I wasn't at work, I would have had a real problem. Um, well, I guess uh, for me, number five, I've actually I've kind of gotten a bit greedy, and I indicated this to you beforehand. I've kind of split it um, between two games I'm re- that I'm referring as a part of the the December DLC duo. Uh, that is Final Fantasy Sixteen's um, DLC. That was I guess there's a there's a pair of uh, pieces of DLC that that were announced, but one of them is is available now um echoes of the fallen for final fantasy 16 and then next year there'll be the rising tide which as a fort minor fan i just love hearing that that name but um uh yeah that that dlc is out now apparently it's it's pretty short but that's not necessarily a surprise because the game came out six months ago you were never going to be able to you know churn out a 10 plus hour dlc with that sort of amount of time um and then god of war Ragnarok's Valhalla expansion that was announced and we'd kind of knew that there was something coming but um was announced it is out the 12th it's out next week um and it's On free the day for everyone this episode. yeah actually yeah the, sorry the day this episode goes live you can go get the the Valhalla expansion for for God of War Ragnarok so uh I mean I'm slightly hesitant in the sense that it's got roguelite roguelike elements in it um and PlayStation seems to be getting real hot under the collars for that you think about Returnal uh, the last yeah, that's is... what I thought. But the thing I thought was like, ah, it looks like a tower-based game, and I'm thinking it's a good thing it's free. Yeah, because if that was the case, I wouldn't be buying it. If that was, I would have, I would have preferred like a just a, a story expansion, you know, like a typical yeah. story expansion, like say a Horizon Forbidden West style thing and Burning Shores, but um. It's free. Uh, apparently, the difficulty modes from the core game will still be there. So, if the roguelite elements are starting to really cause me some headaches, I'll just drop the difficulty down so I can actually see whatever the, the story is that they've kind of put together in full. But yeah, PlayStation's getting real hard for it at the moment because you've got Returnal, you've got this, you've got uh, the Last of Us Part Two remastered thing where it's got the no return mode. I can't remember what it was called. Um, I think it was just no return. I, I should know, and I would have been thinking about it more had GTA 6 not uh, been like broken or someone had leaked it and brought the trailer forward, which then completely squashed The Last of Us Part 2. Um, Good on you, Leaker. I hope you have a job. You <laughs> not a naughty dog, that's for sure. Not anymore, that's for sure. <laughs> um, no return? No return mode. Yeah, yeah, no return mode. But... um. Yeah, so the, like PlayStation's got a thing for for roguelites at the moment, and I mean it's fine. Like it adds a lot of replay value without having to kind of really dive super deep into crazy multiplayer stuff. But yeah, anyway, um, I'm pretty pretty keen on the both pieces of DLC. Final Fantasy, I'd imagine, you know, the night of us recording it, I've I've been kind of doing a lot of write ups about the Game Awards. But once we're done here, I think I'll get inside and play that, and probably be done with it tonight, um, and then can move on to God of War next week. But it's pretty cool. Anyway, that's that's my number five. Um, I assume you don't have too much more to add, especially on the Final Fantasy side, but anything else to add to God no, of War? not too much to God of War. Like I said, it feels like a tower-based game, and that's really it. I mean, I thought it would be something... Oh, not something cool. It, it might be cool, but 
thought it would just be a story in between what happened between God of War and God of War Ragnarok. Yep. Of this journey of dad and ahead. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Um, no idea. We'll right. see. It might surprise me, but who knows? Back over to you. What was Number the fourth most four. anticipated game? Uh, Hellblade 2. Oh, yeah. We, have, we saw a little bit of gameplay this time, which is nice, but still, no release date. But it's coming out next year. When? Who knows? I think they just played it safe. They don't want, a, I would say, a Redfall situation to just go, right, here's the date, get it done. I think it's just... No disaster. If it gets to late to 2025, I think there's going to be a riot. Pitchforks at all out the front of Xbox Studio Building. Good because that was actually my wording when I did my little report for for the player to, like for the website because um, I'm filthy that they like the trailer looked great. Let's like I'll you know start with that. But I was filthy that they just put 2024 and that's it on the whole thing. They've been like they announced this game at the Game Awards in 2019 before like before the Series Burning X came. Even, yeah, Burning Baby. That wasn't that wasn't been, that first one, that? was it? I think that I think was, it was. I, I feel like that oh, was like the following year or something like that. But um, I know still, Burden Baby. That's all I remember. Yeah, they've um, they've kept people on the hook for far too long when it comes to this, and it's like I get what Xbox was going for in the first place, but also you went way too soon. Um, and so yeah, they was just so keen to show something that was going to look really you know technically good for the Xbox Series X that you've actually created. Ninja Theory, a gigantic and, problem now. So, and also the other thing too is like, hey, we got game. We're making games besides Halo and Gears of War, and Forza. We know, and we just don't know where it's going to be finished. Yeah, we won't, we won't tell you that part though. But hey, it might have been the only thing that was maybe. actually done. Like that, that maybe those that footage was possibly all that existed just, about the game. It was a, the beta, the beta testing. Like, what have you got us? A burning baby. Show us. All right. Yeah, do that, it. That'll do. Give it out. We'll show it. Polish it. Get it out people. the door. Um, oh, so wait, yeah. before you do that, put a world premiere at the start of it, please. Exactly. Oh, but hang on, there's not going to be world premieres, and yet it was uttered 20 times in the first five minutes of the pre-show by Sydney Goodman. That was, anyway, good one, Jeff. Oh, yeah. Um, anyway, I, I stole the thunder from your thing there. What were, you, what were you liking most about Hellblade? I think that we saw some gameplay. That's all I'm happy about is just, yeah, it looks like Hellblade. Got a companion by the looks of it. How long they'll last? Kudos. But yeah, like I said, it did show a lot of just, yeah, mainly just combat. That's all it showed. Look, Maybe they... some fire? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. If, they, if they follow up with a, another one of their developer directs, like they did at the beginning of this year, where they announced oh, yeah. Hi-Fi Rush, and all, like if they kind of kick off the year or you know, somewhere fairly early in the piece with a, with a showcase where they then kind of dive deep into it, and then they maybe put a date or at least, you know, Spring 2024 or whatever it is that you know they do. Q4, Q3 or something. Yeah. Just give us an idea. Narr- narrow it a little bit more than, than I think I'm cool with it. But to just slap 2024 on this thing when like we've been between, waiting five years already is yeah. ridiculous. We'll get it between January 1st and December 31st. And it'll get released on December, January 1st, 2025. Yeah. And I mean, I guess anyone who's been kind of following this for years maybe would argue that I'm being a, a little bit of a hypocrite with those sort of comments because I've probably let PlayStation and Square Enix and those sort of things off in the past. But also, I don't like if they pulled a something like that now, I probably wouldn't be. I wouldn't be happy. Um, but we've got so many more games now that you don't need to dangle a carrot oh, out yeah. in front of someone that's and then say, "Don't worry," but in five years you're going to love it because you do that, and there's every chance that people just move on and forget about you. Um, I think that's the thing with all the game trailers that said coming out 2025. Was like, I oh, don't care. Yeah, really don't care because I've got other games to play between now and 2025. A massive backlog of games. Yeah, which is going to get bigger. And February is nuts, and we spoke about this last week. I mean, it is bullshit what the game developers and publishers have all done uh, in like already. Then the week of the Game Awards, we had. Uh, a whole bunch of other games, including stuff from the Game Awards, get added to the February slate. It is insane, and I hate what's going on with this. We but, thought October was bad. Yeah, and I think yeah, Feb, Feb twenty twenty four might actually be worse. So, anyway, um, my number four, um, as I bring it all back, because I've oh shit, where's my note gone? Uh, my my number four is Exodus, which was the game that oh, kicked, yeah. kicked off yes. the main show. 
um, which you know threw me off a little bit first because Matthew McConaughey was the one that came out for it to begin with. Um, yeah, I, don't I was like, oh, I don't, yeah. here we go. We've got the celebrity cameo thing. This is going to be this is going to be good. Um, but then you know he's he's involved with the game itself, which instantly kind of cooled that cynicism from me. That okay, let's leverage a big profile person, but also he's actually attached to the game, so less of a big deal. Um, but it's got talent from Mass Effect working on it. There's three, a whole lot three, of people. Four, three. Yeah, that uh, Naughty yeah, Dog. Three, four, three people don't excite me as much, but um, but certainly Naughty, yeah, Dog. Naughty Dog talent. Uh, you Drew Carpishans who basically wrote the Mass Effect trilogy. Um, they've got all of the right kind of behind the scenes talent on it. Now it doesn't guarantee anything. Um, there's plenty of games that have, you know from the creator of such and such and their game shit because really it was the team that that got the job done and not the not the, the one individual. But um. There's enough of these really talented people that have worked on really highly acclaimed games that have all come from really successful studios that you'd hope it's going to amount to something pretty cool. And the trailer presented really well. Like, I like the tone of it. I like the the setting, that kind of harder-edged sci-fi is absolutely kind of my my jam when it comes to kind of how sci-fi gets delivered. Um, so it's kind of the, the mass effect that we ha- we've been waiting for but haven't gotten, um, as far as I can tell at this point. So... Yeah, it kind of sucks. No gameplay. We kind of judge about you know CG and those sort of things, but I could deal. I think in this case, it's, I think it's the only game in my list that is. Oh no, this this no, actually no. It's the only game in the list that's purely CG. That um, yeah, um, I'll it? throw it to that yeah. was my number two game. Yeah, nice. Same thing. Like I said, yes, it is a CG trailer, and I don't care for CG trailers. However, I looked at that and said. This feels like Mass Effect, so I went and looked it up. And when I saw BioWare's they de- former BioWare it. developers, I was like, "Yeah, makes perfect sense." And then I started to listen to the story. I thought, "I'm in." Yeah, I don't care. Like, if it's anything that feels like Mass Effect, but isn't Mass Effect, but it's better than Mass Effect, sure, I'm in. And like I said, Matthew McConaughey's in. And I thought, why is he like? I just heard the words Matthew McConaughey. It's like, why like, is he oh, there? No. Like, it's like, why are you here? Did you get lost or something? It's like, or something like then he says, "Oh, he's like, oh, he's part of it." I thought, oh, okay. What, what part of the game are you in? Are you the, the trash can, the voiceover? Are you the pilot? Like the PR guy. Industry? The PR guy. Are you yeah. just a hologram? Or 20 seconds worth like all the speeches of the game awards that people got or who knows nobody knows we'll find out oh, yeah let's drive whatever that is um Does, did they have a release date on that was it I'll say no 25. no i don't think no, it even nothing. i don't think it even had a year i think it was very much one of those a bit like um ken levine's game from the year before which the name escapes me now because i feel like it's a similar name um, yeah, we haven't seen it since. I'm guessing. No, we uh, haven't. Actually, we haven't seen it since. Ken Levine game. Judas, not at all like. Oh it. yeah, yeah. Was that the Bioshock one? No. Yeah, yeah that's yeah, oh, yeah. Ken, was, Ken yeah. Levine's ex Bioshock, and yeah, it's basically the like very much the yeah. the Bioshock. Haven't seen it since. Something. Haven't seen it since. Um, though I've, I have a feeling we're going to see a bit more of it in 2024, but we'll wait and see. Ken Levine does things his way. Um. But yeah, it's okay. It's a not not naming convention is not the same at all. But anyway, Exodus looks pretty sweet. Um, considering it was your number two, is there anything else you wanted to add on top of that before we before we bounce back to your number three? I'll, yeah, okay. I'll, I'll add on to another one. I'll add another one in. Uh, Light no fire. I'll throw. Oh uh-huh. yeah, okay. I know it is by the man Sean Murray who made No Man's Sky, and we all know how No Man's Sky started off. All these promises and nothing was delivered so i'm hoping he's learned from no man's sky surely not do it again that's it because... what's the big what's the big promise that they've made it's no, I'm just the, the I'm planet just, no, is the size of a real planet <laughs> yeah i know they've said nothing about it. it's just the trail i thought it looks nice i thought maybe something's changed or is it just no man's sky with a normal sized planet we'll find out yeah we've got an entire planet like a near the size of a normal planet to explore great okay it's it's massive that's exciting but then so is it gonna take eight hours to get from one point to the other like if it's a real planet yeah um i i'd imagine so i feel like that's what they're getting at and there's you know maybe you can build ways to fly and that sort of thing and, and move but 
yeah. Sean, don't screw this up. So was that your number three then? That that was my substitute. Oh yeah, okay. My just substitute one out. three because I I'll, I will push my number three up to number two now since yeah okay excellence has been spoken about. Fair enough. Um, well, what's next for you then? Uh, so my number two is all the Sega games. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, Crazy Taxi and Crazy Golden Taxi Axe and, and something looked like Sunset Overdrive. I can't remember what it was called. Oh um, oh my god. It's on the tip of my tongue, and I can't remember. But still, I just looked at it and went, this is great. And then the greatest thing was ever said when those two people were on the couch. Jet Set Radio. Jet Set Radio, that's the one. Playing video games on the couch, power went out, and the guy said, oh, my God, did you save the game? And I thought, yep, I've been there many times <laughs> as a kid. Oh, that was early, late 1990s, early 2000s problems when autosave was not a thing, and I thought, I can relate. They've been basically saved, like Sega's been saved over the years by Sonic, Atlas specifically, so like Persona and Yakuza. But like those franchises have now, I mean, you know, set aside the fact that the quality bar for Sonic is still pretty up and down, um, it still sells obscenely high. So those three have then put, uh, positioned them financially to allow them to just go go for broke and, and take some chances on some IP that were loved back in the day, but you know maybe were unsustainable back at the time. But now. You know, it could be something pretty cool. Crazy Taxi, I feel like, has a stack of potential in this current climate. Cause, oh, yeah. Well, yeah I mean, imagine the, the Twitch community would go nuts for something like that. Yeah, something new and arcadey. Yeah, Twitch would go nuts for it. Everyone would go nuts for it. But With... just hearing the words Crazy Taxi, I thought, finally, after the death of the Dreamcast, Crazy Taxi is finally back. back. With Hi-Fi Rush being what it was this year, to then go, but hang on, this like Jet Set Radio is where this thing began. Like, that's huge. They're, like they've they've got all the potential there, so it's not not a bad not a bad choice. Um, was but of course they didn't show anything of it, so it was really just how they kind of presented things in the trailer. Yeah, but uh, exciting times. My number three was uh, Visions of Manor. Um, we you know t- uh, we spoke about it a little bit before before the show, and I'll let you, I'll let you repeat your thoughts from from before. But as someone who oh, like yeah. adored the Manor franchise from when I was a kid, and I've like I've got I mean I've only done two because it's been a bit of a struggle to kind of get the time to with with little kids to to write an entire script for this thing. Um, I've only done two of these Gamer School series so far, and and the Manor franchise was the very first one that I did. Um, and like that's because I absolutely adore it, and especially those Super Nintendo entries and. And this Visions of Mana just smacks of those. Like, in, it's one of those things that Square Enix has kind of stopped giving any love to for about 15 years after kind of the quality... Well, the quality bar dropped, but I also think it's because Square Enix wasn't investing in it like they used to. And so then they've gone, oh, it's not selling. Like, not recognising that they were the problem. But anyway, they stopped making them as a result until finally... I think I'm going to say it was 2016 or thereabouts. They did a remake for Secret of Mana, which is absolutely the most acclaimed game of the lot. Then they remade... Uh, it was referred to as tri- uh, Trials of Mana. That was one that was re- released exclusively in Japan, was loved by the Japanese, but no one over here saw it unless you went down the, the Mother 3 fan translation path. Um, they, they've been kind of gradually uh, getting the franchise back to this kind of point of, of relevance and with, with some really great remakes. And now they've, I guess they've gotten to that point where we go, okay, let's make a new one. And holy shit, it looked good. Like The visual style looks awesome. The combat kind of fits with... Um, with what I would kind of expect those games to become in the, in the current day. So I'm all about it. But Matto, you had some thoughts, so go on. Oh, it was one thought, one thought. I, the one thing I noticed out of all it, yes. Not, not necessarily said, a negative, but more, it, more a point of humour. Negative, a point of humour. But yes, I looked at it and thought, it looks fantastic. It's very, I would say, family-friendly colours. Yeah. And then, all of a sudden, there was this friendly-looking rabbit there, just minding its own business, and then all of a sudden... The character is just attacking it with a sword. Still smile in hand and all, and just happy times just slashing away at a happy buddy. <laughs> and then they showed another one of some happy mushrooms getting slashed away as well. And I thought, that's not right. It's, it's just, they're slashing away at some poor, happy, minding their own business NPCs. And I just, I don't know, that's the one thing I got out of it. I was just laughing at it. I thought, <laughs> it's just, it's just, oh my, it's like, what? 
give him a sad, sad face or something. I mean, you can't just let him smile and just laugh around him while they're getting, you know, bludgeoned to death by a sword. They did a good job of making him look real cute in the, back in the day and so then beating the shit out of him. Yeah, it does feel a bit weird, but sucked in. You shouldn't have been there. They do still attack you. They're not... They're, they are violent pieces With of a shit. smile. With a, With a smile, smile on their smile. face. Um, well, that was my number three, but also you just did your number two too, didn't you? I did. So did we, did we skip something for you? So no, because I added in Fire No Light that I just... Oh, you're just in. making that... In, yeah, you made that a number three. As well. That put Cigarette as number two. Yeah, okay. Um, so I guess my number two then is uh, Final Fantasy VII Rebirth, which may be oh. shock and awe for people that it's not my number one, but uh, at the same time, given everything we said during the predictions episode, I think the number one is maybe very clear for people. Um, Final Fantasy VII Rebirth, like they showed off a new trailer. It's not necessarily anything crazy revelatory there's some like little teasers to narrative beats that they've kind of established through the the core game and then the expansion um the the dlc that came out what was it last year 2021 something like that anyway in the last couple of years yeah actually it was the year after the launch of 2021 um i know it's just it's hitting all the right notes uh february 29 it's leap year day i'm i'm all about it leap year um, day yeah. The 29th? Yeah, yeah, the 29th. 29th. Next year's a leap year and it comes out on the 29th. So, nice unique uh, release date for them, which, you know, whatever whatever that value can, uh, adds to people. But, game's going to be huge. Um, I wasn't, you know, crazy about the performance thing that they did on the stage, um, like performing the, the main theme for it. Like, that was whatever. Um, but. Was that the flute guy? Ah, uh, flute guy would uh, would have been part of it, but um, maybe not even okay. playing a flute in that case. But no, they they did a performance kind of mid show, right uh, right before, or kind of they. It was weird. They they, what Jeff had was a performance that was kind of it showed some stuff from the from the new trailer, but also was mainly focused on the actual performance itself, um, and the music of the main theme. But then at the same time that that was occurring, Square Enix uploaded the full trailer which was kind of more of a normal trailer and then it cut to and here's our main theme sort of thing after that so um people who watched just the game awards exclusively and didn't actually check the square enix channels afterwards or at the same time kind of missed half of it um or whatever anyway second uh, second most exciting one for me there which takes us to number one yes. uh number one for both of us it's the it's you know another one that we've got in common you go first, though. Well, our number one, because I'm pretty sure we both got the same number yeah, one. Well, yeah, I could be surprised here, but... <laughs> you never know. It could be that Sentinel one that showed no gameplay whatsoever, but that's a lie. It is Capcom's only Resident Evil 4. <laughs> no. No, it is uh, Monster Hunter Wilds. Even yeah. though, same again, there was no gameplay to it. But we don't well, care. Well, there because... was a little bit. Like, the way they kind yeah. of... Like, you could see it was... You could see it was in-engine. Like, it wasn't this ultra-glossy CG sort of thing. Like, it was very scripted. And, like, they, you know, they swung the camera in ways that you would never use um, when you're actually playing. But, like, they swung the camera because you've got this kind of avalanche-style thing that's gonna, kind of going on. Um, there's monsters kind of... Everyone's kind of running towards the camera in a very uncharted kind of style way. Um but yeah, it, it wasn't CG, but at the same time, it was not far from it. But at the same time, I don't think either of us really cared because there was an announcement of a Monster Hunter game. Yeah. So that's all we cared about. That's all we cared about. And you, now your dog thing has wings. So no more climbing. Looks far more bird-like now. Yes. So I wonder bird, if you'll get bird the Palamute still or... A stupid cat. Well, yeah. I wonder if the Palicos come only, along. Only, only if it dresses up as Sonic. I don't want it. <laughs> That's fair. No, um, I don't know. It, I think depends if they go back to Monster Hunter. Oh wait, Monster Hunter World. Did you have one then? You had did a Palico. You, a... you had the Palico. You Palico. didn't have Palamute. Came in with with Rise. Which was Rise. Yeah. Okay. I couldn't remember if I had a Palamute in World. No. Because I think I just forgot that you could ride it for like half the game. Then realised. About halfway through the game, after 40 hours, you could ride the thing. I thought, oh, you absolute dickhead. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean... Wasted my time walking around. They're really trying to go for scale, even with the trailer. Like, you, you kind of see that they're you're running through this giant mass of... Of just, like, local non-threatening uh, monsters. But, like, there's heaps of them. 
Um, and you know that that's obviously going to be a little bit draining on the console normally, but you know we've got next gen here. It's not a, it's not a Switch game, um, so it's it's gonna it's gonna. Well, I suppose it could be a Switch too for all we know. But um, but it's really going to push the PS5 and the Xbox Series X in that sense. And then you get to the end of the trail and you kind of have this looking out over a, a vast environment. The Rathalos kind of flies through, and they're really trying to emphasize the scale of that. I think about this new Pallor mute bird thing that you know clearly has wings so there's some flying there do they bring the do they bring the wire bugs and those those sort of things over from rise like these worlds oh, could be yes. enormous and then when you combine the capabilities of this new bird thing with wire bugs you could be still tearing like make the, this gigantic environment actually still feel really small because of how capable you are i don't know yeah, it could no, be I interesting. Thought, I didn't even think of it. Think of it that way. It's just well, like, they didn't tease the wire bugs. That's me really putting dumb. my own thought in there. Yeah, and you never know. You never, never know. Sorry. Maybe they won't. Maybe they'll just bring the old hook shot thing they did from the Iceboard DLC. Yeah, it's true. Which was the best add-on in a game ever. No, you stupid Prince of Persia. I'm finding funny enough that none of us put Prince of Persia in there. Did you put Prince of Persia? No, in No, but it's kind of lingering around the kind of. The honourable mention sort of ballpark, like it's looking, it's looking really good. I, you know, we played it at PAX and it, it's shaping up really well. Um, Jess, is, I think I, can't, I think I, yeah, I've mentioned it before when we were talking. Like Jess has played it, and there'll be some preview stuff on Player Two in the near future. There's there's some cool stuff going on with the game, but um, there's a little bit of kind of wait and see for the demo that comes out a week before the game does. Um, sorry, Ali, if you're watching and getting upset as, as I do this. Lots of love. I'm really looking forward to the game. Um, but yeah, I mean, Monster Hunter is going to be—it's going to be awesome. Um, we just got to wait till 2025, unfortunately. I'm okay with that because, like I said, I've got other games to play in the meantime to catch up. Well, it just means awesome. that uh, when when GTA 6 comes out and everyone goes oh, no. nuts about that, and I potentially could not care less, I could just go, "All right, sweet, I'm going back to Monster Hunter. This is going to be awesome." I just find it funny people are going to absolutely bananas about that GTA 6 trailer when all Rockstar did was show absolutely nothing about the game. All they did was just show, find some classic Florida people from the news like Two Hammer Lady man getting crocodile out of the pool. Yeah. <laughs> what a, They've wheeled out all, all the other stereotypes. Stuff, and all the other stuff. And I was laughing at going, yep, in true Rockstar form, all they've done is show the location by city. Great. I'm glad we're back in Vice City. And your two characters, great. Other than that, nothing. And the 2025 thing, and then everyone's getting angry. Oh, it's so far away. Like, you idiots. If you had any form of brain cells, you'll remember back in 2011, they showed a GTA 5 trailer. The game came out two years later. Yeah. Also, didn't come out on PC till a year later. And people are complaining that's not on it PC. It doesn't say PC. Yeah. Yeah. People, they'll find any excuse to whinge and feel entitled and all that sort of... Why is it not coming to Switch? So stop sniffing glue, people. Let those brain cells grow. <laughs> Let them just be uh, free. Um, any other thoughts on all things game announcements? Any any honourable mentions that you wanted to shout out? You obviously tucked um, a little bit of Hello Game stuff in there, but is there anything else you wanted to kind of shout out at all? I think the one you said before, I can't remember what it was, the one where the character uses Thai language... Oh, um, Harmonium. That's the one. Which is a new yeah. EA Originals game. Um, that Yeah, that looks real real good. Surprised me how good it was because... I don't know. I'm going to be really careful about my wording here because I don't want people to misinterpret it. I thought like I thought that when that was kind of being introduced to us all at the time that Jeff was going, ah, the accessibility box. I can tick that one by, you know... like And, and you know, make sure that community is satiated by just, you know, putting that game in there. But then not not to be to dismissive it. of it, because of course, you know, um, it doesn't make it doesn't make the game bad or anything like that. But I just thought, like, okay, I've got all, I've got this agenda. I need to hit all these things to make sure that everyone is happy. And there's my game that kind of you know meets the needs of the kind of I guess the advocates for for accessibility in games. And so great, I've done that and I can move on. Um, but I'm glad he gave that game a platform because it's. Not only is it going to be awesome for the for those who it's you know really needed for in the in the accessibility space, but also the game looks amazing. It does and it sounds fantastic. amazing. So then good job, one EA. More, one more, I'll give a shout out to House House. Oh yeah, with 
with Big Walk. I know it looks like the dumbest game ever. But so was... But I'm, so was Goose but Game. So was Untitled Goose Game. So I'm all for it. I just laugh at that stupid beaky thing that, you know, goes and dips its beak in the water and comes back up. That's all I... And also Australian voices. So it's going to yeah. absolutely... Kookaburra is at the beginning. Kookaburra's magpies. I thought one was going to swoop because that's what, how real it sounded. And then now it's going to be shown to the rest of the world and nobody's going to understand what the hell we're saying. Pretty much. Um, we compare that with uh, uh, Baby Steps. Remember that Baby Steps game? Uh, oh, the yes. Devolved one, which I'm pretty sure is like an Aussie voice actor in there as well. There is. It's the main guy. There's just some dude who just randomly appears out of nowhere. It's just some Aussie. But he's not like full bogan Aussie. He's yeah. like, I would say, suburban Aussie. Yeah. <laughs> um, so for me, I guess that there's probably a few more shout outs, I guess. Um, I wanted to make sure that I kind of touched on. Uh, oh, geez. I've got my. I had a little list here where's. Like Windblown, um, the new game from the Dead Cells guys. Looks great. I still haven't played oh, yeah. Dead Cells yet, yeah. but I really, really want to. Good. And I just. You know, that, that's awesome. World of Goo 2 was crazy huge to me because I love that game when it like basically launched with the Wii. It was like indie games before indie games were huge. Um, and World of Goo was kind of that one on the Wii. And then suddenly, 15 years later, there's a sequel. Um, that's that's kind of crazy. Um, you touched on Big Walks, so that's fine. No Rest for the Wicked, which comes yes, from Moon Studios. Studios. Yes. Um Ori is that good that I don't like I, it wouldn't have mattered what they showed off I was going to be keen on it um, they've, they've got a showcase apparently on March the 1st to show off more about this game which is which is cool I don't know what that's going to entail but like that's that's pretty sweet um, we mentioned kind of overdose before the theatre around that was kind of cool but otherwise they didn't show a hell of a lot so it was just it was kind of entertaining they showed so three it. faces that was it like yes there's some well rendered faces you got there it was really just about it. Kojima and Keeley and their friends and, and three and Jordan three actors Peele and... that three actors that no one's ever heard of or yeah. probably have heard of. It was like that is the most pointless thing I've ever seen. Um, Tales of Kenzera Zhao. So it was this Metroidvania style thing. It comes out like April twenty third, which is a little problematic for me because it comes out the same day as Ayudin Chronicle. Um, but anyway, we'll more on that later, I guess. Um, that was the one. Like the developer came out, he introduced it. It was a, uh, a game that he kind of it was meant to honor his 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 dad who who died, um, and it was it was just one of those moments. More, I mean, the game itself looks great, but it was actually more about the way it was introduced. It was the humanity of the whole moment. Like you could see him starting to get choked up and emotional because of, I guess, the love he's got for his dad. Um, so I, I really enjoyed that. Like not only the game, but the way it was presented to everyone. That was that was pretty pretty awesome as well. Um, and I guess probably the the last one, unless there's something. I mean, I, like I could start talking about Hell Divers and all those sort of things, but we've done a bit of that over the journey. Um, the last one I kind of just wanted to briefly shout out was Blade. Ah, yes. Um, it's gonna be interesting. That whole situation yeah. is gonna be really interesting. What what lens are you coming at that through though? Before I say my piece, when they said who was it was getting made by Bethesda, was Arcane, Arcane, Bethesda Arcane Studios. Or like or arcade, the Deathloop team, Deathloop team. But also, did they do Redfall? No, um, that was the no. that okay. was the Texas team. Oh, okay, okay. But still, yes, Deathloop and uh, Dishonored. That's the other one. Yeah, they're they're, they're they're the Deathloop and Dishonored team. So they are yeah, kind of the is, the A yeah. team, I guess. But um, yeah. that's just where I saw Bethesda as well and Blade and Marvel. I thought, okay, that's two names I never thought that would come together and here we are so what my going on? my thing about this is the fact that it is a Bethesda game now we know that in this day and age Bethesda is owned by Microsoft did you oh, see yes. an Xbox logo there at all no nah didn't intro it didn't outro oh, it oh okay Oh, okay. I see. To this moment, and I don't like. I, I, I'm so mindful of not getting fanboyish and crazy because it's actually more of like an intrigue thing. If it remains Xbox, if it's Xbox exclusive because it feels like it should be, considering Xbox owns them, then fine. And that's where I'll, exactly where I play it, and I'll be happy to do so. But for the theater and the put like the intrigue in this thing, I'm fascinated because there was no Xbox logo in the trailer. It is not on the Xbox YouTube account at all. Whilst it's on the Bethesda one and the Marvel Games account. Ooh. 
oh, this is a mystery. Oh. I am so fascinated to see if this thing comes to PlayStation and like the riots that will occur <laughs> if, if it does. Um, Cause it is an interesting thing because was it getting developed before? I mean, I doubt it because uh, um, unless PlayStation had kind of agreed to a deal, because obviously there was, you know, they, they'd made the deal with Bethesda around Deathloop, and maybe they'd already, maybe there'd already been an agreement that after Deathloop we're working on Blade, and PlayStation maybe locked him in for that as well. So maybe there's something to that. But um, I just, I just can't wait for this thing to play out. Whatever, whatever the scenario is, and again, um, just, I mean, I know, like everyone knows, and it's all in my backdrop and all that. Like I am crazy PlayStation head. But I'll happily play this thing on Xbox if that's where it comes out. There's no, there's no issues with that. Um, if, of course, if it comes to PlayStation, that'll be my preferred platform. But what I'm really fascinated to see is just how this plays out. What Phil Spencer inevitably has yeah. to like, he's going to have to come out and say something at some point. Um, but Pete Hines is gone from Bethesda, so he can't really like. He was always the big focal point for all things Bethesda. He's gone, um, enjoying retirement these days. And so Todd Howard's not involved in Todd it. Todd Howard's got nothing to do with it, so you can't even get him to speak to it like he could with, say, Indiana Jones, for example, that he is working with, um, what's their name? The Wolfenstein team. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah it's, gone, it's gone. Bla- it's gone. Um, the name's escaping me now. But the guys who work on Wolfenstein, he's working with them on, on Indiana Jones. He could speak to that. He could be a public face. But Pete Hines, who's the you know the longtime marketing person, gone. That's That's the person that would normally comment on this sort of thing. Um, so I don't know it's going to be a weird one and the questions are being asked already and I'm curious I'm curious to see what the answers are it is a very interesting one I never thought that when you said did you see an Xbox logo I thought no oh and just to be clear for people OD which is a third party exclusive the uh, Kojima's thing the Xbox logo is plastered all over it Kojima's out there. He's talking about how he was using X, like the X, it's Xbox cloud architecture. People would remember that actually because it was uh, the 2022 Xbox Bethesda game showcase where he announced it, um, but had nothing to show specifically at the time, and he didn't show much more this time. But like he announced it on that stage and announced it, it's an Xbox exclusive. So like that was done. That's nailed. That's nailed in. But he didn't do that here, so I can't help but wonder if it's maybe multi-platform. Um, but we'll wait and see. It'd be and look, I think it's a really simple one. Like if it turns out that PlayStation did kind of tee up this agreement at the same time as the Deathloop one, then that's all they need to come out and say is like, hey, this is actually this is still part of the same deal that PlayStation had made when they they locked down Deathloop, and everyone would go, I guess that's a bit shit, but like whatever. Like I guess it is what it is. We can't you can't help what was in place before you bought them. Um, and they, you know, oh, well I guess they can. They can actually rip it. The, it was within Xbox's power to rip up the agreement. But they didn't do it with Deathloop, so why, they, why would they do it here? I don't know. Maybe Marvel saying you don't sell enough consoles to justify it. That is true. So, Ooh. we need you to put this thing on PlayStation Ooh. so we can get our money back. Okay, Jim's not going to be there. You can do whatever you want. He's too busy having go- going away parties, getting PS1-themed PS5s, despite the fact that he doesn't like retro games, and then cookies with his face on it. Maybe that's just an absolute troll to say, hey, Jim, we know you. Here's a PlayStation Five in a PlayStation One model. <laughs> he, he would know what to. He would know what to do with it. Bye, bye, Jim. Don't let the door hit you on the ass on the way out. Um, any other thoughts on kind of the awards side of things before we? Oh. And we don't need to go into a big long thing about this, but well, I think Jeff because if we speak to for too long, it'll actually be well. If oh. we speak for any more than about five minutes, it'll be more time that was allocated to the awards themselves. And that's where the problem sits. Yeah. Is that you kind of forget it's called the Game Awards, not the game trailers. The game announcements. The game announcements. And if I was a developer and I went up there, won an award, and I only had 30 seconds to speak of all the hard work you did over what? Let's just say five years. I'd be annoyed. And if I had a Game of the Year or another nomination the next year or the year after, I wouldn't go. Oh no, you go. Was, there's a, there's a money making opportunity or, there, but or you just send, or you just send up the or you just send up the intern. Go go I'll go get the go get the award for us. Go go fill in thirty seconds. Go I don't know. Show them what show them a magic yeah. trick or something. Thirty <laughs> seconds. Um, go ask for GTA or, Six or but or just uh, play a YouTube ad for thirty seconds and there you go. You're done. 
Um, uh, to I guess to Jeff's credit a little bit, it was like thirty seconds at the beginning there, and apparently he and he's tweeted out he actually got in touch with their executives and and told him to bloat that out. Now it still wasn't a very long time, and it kind of went from about thirty seconds to like a minute and a half, which was you know wasn't wasn't much either. Um, but it really I guess was highlighted the most when. And admittedly, it's not technically the producer's fault. They've kind of got their instructions and they're they're following them. But you have game of the year. You have the guys from the guy from Larian up there talking about how they were dedicating it to their team member who died the month before. And meanwhile, you've got like footage from the crowd where that is being said as they swing the camera around to the teleprompter please that's counting up. counting down to the please hurry up prompt while they're honouring a, a fallen colleague. Like it's it's shit. The, uh, I, I get that there's yeah, like a time yeah. limit. Um, there's got to be a better way to deliver that message. And yeah, I don't know. Anyway. Um, always just ask nicely and say, hey, can you try and do your best to make it short? Not just put a timer up on a big screen. Best independent game. Didn't get, a, didn't get a chance to speak. Or even like all the esports crap. Just power, power all through the awards there. And all that stuff, like which they did, to be fair, but they did. But even there's like, if there was a big screen that had a countdown timer telling me to hurry up, I wouldn't hurry up. I'd just keep talking. We were right about the VTuber winning, were we? And, and then that was yeah, the VTuber won, and then it was weird. But of course it was. Such and such can't be here. Surprise. Um, a shock. But anyway, yeah, that was that. That was kind of weird. Um, and um. Can you please have less celebrities next time, please? I mean, what was that Timothy guy host? I mean, he just looks like he just looks like Pinocchio from Liza P. Surely that's I why they got him right. Or he, look, or he looks like the GTA kid from the year before, just grown up. Yeah, the Bill Clinton guy. That's what everyone yeah. was saying. And that old Jeff, where is he? He put a poll up after the Game Awards. He said, the how did grade? you? How would you grade the Game Awards 2023? It was between A, B, C, D, or below. A got. I should probably refresh it. What? So yeah. What is changed. what is the split at the moment? Because um, it was yeah. pretty even when I so when I put my vote. A, in. so A is twenty four point one. It's decent. Actually. B, B thirty one point eight. C twenty one. D twenty three point one. But that's just probably a lot of angry people just saying we want more people to talk about their awards or. It's a just pretty every, pretty even just split. Sam Lake. Give Sam Lake more time to speak. Free DLC. New Games Plus. Yeah, it's an interesting one. Cause, yeah, it's, it's a pretty even split, but... Oh, what? There's a... Oh, there's a Kojima, Kojima documentary that's going to hit Disney Plus this uh, this autumn. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, oh, my God. Oh, that's right. It had its film in, uh, debut in Tribeca, but now it's going to come to Disney Plus. Okay. These are just all the things. Of course, because, you know, Keely's tweeting it and retweeting it and stuff. Then some guy just made a joke, said, ads, one hour, game trailers, 45 minutes, talking about awards, 30 minutes, Kojima speech, two hours, acceptance <laughs> speeches, 30 seconds, addressing layoffs, zero seconds. Yeah, it wouldn't have taken much to just pay a bit of respect to people who've been fired. Um, the, the the people who were screaming and shouting about him acknowledging um, the war, like, I get, no, I get not, not going there because that's a really... It's a touchy subject, that one. Well, it's a touchy subject in the sense that, like, you're suggesting that one group of people is more important than the other, regardless of which side of the fence you sit on. Um, and that, like, unless you're going to go up there and wish everyone well, at which point people are just going to scream at you for fence sitting. Like, it's uh, there's a no-win situation there. I think if you if you're Jeff and the the team, so I, I get that one. But like, the game developers, I mean, it's a it's a games event. Like, respect the developers who are losing their jobs the one, people who are responsible for a whole bunch of these game of the year nominees that don't work there anymore because they can't aff- like the teams can't afford them like it's yeah it's bullshit but anyway that, that was kind of rubbish but yeah it's, it's a weird weird mix you've got lots of people kind of pushing for different things I think overall it was a solid enough job like I end up voting with a B um, because I think what was presented when it came to the awards and those sort of things was good then it lost its points for me because of the the awards component of things and the lack of them and the the lack of respect shown to the developers. So I don't know. Anyway, I, I still don't get why they had to have a musical act on for it's it's not the Grammys. 
Uh, they're, they're, well, I, actually, I I've always enjoyed the music thing, but it's because they've now got more and more ads and shit in it that then means that the show's getting longer and longer and so people go, well, why don't you cut the music? Like, no, the music's awesome. And, like, you're getting... Like, that's actually paying respect to the games, but, yeah. It's a, it's a weird balance because the ads are the problem. But he needs them to make the money to run the show. So, it's a shit spot. Any um, other thoughts at all? No, I didn't really watch it because I just saw how long the run time was. It said three and a half hours, I thought. No. Look, it's still worth it if you carve out some time at some point, but just get a couple of beers, kick back and, and watch the sh- watch it. It's, it's it's still fairly interesting. No, you do need to hear Christopher Judge. Did you hear the Christopher Judge thing? The comments about Call of Duty? Yeah, if I was an Activision employee and I heard that, I'd probably be angry too. There, yeah, there's a lot of angry uh, Call of Duty developers, but also you know some Call of Duty developers like, yeah, <laughs> like I, I know Darcy Darcy Sandal who works at Sledgehammer here in Australia and she was on Dev Diary recently and I saw her tweet tweet out she goes it was funny it was a short campaign like yeah. who cares you can't play, you can thank Bob for that one yeah exactly just say Bob yeah fuck off Bobby get out of here alright um, search and then Jeff Keighley searching at Baldur's Gate 3 goatee on Oh, Xbox. Because they oh, haven't been released on Xbox yet. They, they stealth launched on Xbox today, right. Well, yesterday, when it got announced. I didn't even know. I didn't even notice that they dropped that announcement in there. Anyway, uh, well, there you go. Surprises even after the fact. All right, let's wrap things up. Uh, if you enjoyed this episode of Patch, please be sure to like, share, and subscribe. All the buttons are down below. Hit the notification bell. That way you're alerted to every new episode the moment it goes live. There's a whole bunch of awesome video content there. Go check it out. Both shorts and full videos as well, from player two plays to patched to video reviews and more. Visit the website, player2.net.au. I mentioned before, there's the um, the kind of write-ups about all of the announcements. Each individual game that was revealed or teased or given a trailer to at the showcase is covered by myself and Jess. We've got the pre-show live at the moment, but by the time this episode goes live, we've kind of broken the main show into two halves. They'll all be there for people to enjoy as well, so go check all that out, um, as well as all the usual stuff. Uh, we referenced Ben Starr before. He was on Dev Diary recently. Go check out Dev Diary. Um... And that bastard knew exactly when that trailer was coming out as we spoke and led me down the garden path, the prick. Anyway, well done, Ben. You're good at your job. Uh, we're on Patreon, patreon.com slash player2au. You're kicking a few bucks, lower tiers, early access, high tiers, monthly episode exclusives. And finally, there's Twitter, Matto. Matto underscore Phil. Paul James Games, myself. The website is player2au. And until next week, I think our final episode for 2023. Really? The twelfth, nineteenth, yeah, because then the one afterwards yeah. would be would be Boxing Day. So next week is our final episode. We might do an update. So I don't know. We'll we'll work that out between us. Um, and anyway, until next week. Thanks all for watching. Uh, hope the game that you, re- I mean, just go play Monster Hunter for for the time being. See you guys. Or Spider Man. Support the zero awards. <laughs> zero from seven. Sorry, Insomniac. You're still awesome. We love you.